Wow. I wonder if you, like myself, find it hard to believe that we're already into 2023, extra day eight. And I'm dropping my very first episode entitled Black Father's Impact. Willie Bartell will be the man I will be speaking of in this episode. However, uh, let me say this. The importance of fathers in the lives of their children of any age is important, regardless of their race, background, ongoing status. An active father, in some form, I firmly believe is needed. By active, I mean one who engages with their children, whether those children be biological or not. I am not a biological son of the man Willie Bartell. He had no children, yet he was like a father to me, as you will discover within this episode. He was not just a spiritual father, he was a mental guide to me as you will discover in this episode. For I firmly believe that all fathers do not have to be blood-related. The best of fathers for me have not been blood-related. I wish I could say that my biological father was an impact player in my life, but he was not, still is not, and probably never will be. But that's all I will say about him, because this is about the impact of Positive black men, positive black fathers. And again, the principles here therein can apply across the board. I was dealing with something. The thing I was dealing with, I was dealing with borderline, I was about to become homeless. Um, but I was also privilege of being a place of worship and I will no longer take away from my faith in these upcoming episodes and if that bothers you so be it you can choose to listen or not to listen I will continue to highlight the power of faith and positivity and belief in something higher than myself at least to say getting back to the story I had a great roommate we're knocking things down, paying bills, doing our part, sharing a home. Uh, but he decided he didn't no longer want to be roommates. He wanted a different roommate. And his other roommate was the one he, he so since he was the uh, one on the property, name was on the property, I had to vacate. This occurred on a Friday many years ago. He gave me up to that Monday to get out. My faith was very strong back then. I was an ardent believer and active in my place of worship. My faith has been challenged over the years. However, I knew that if I was allowed myself to be quiet in my spirit, reduce my energies, and realize where I was standing, that the God I serve will provide an answer to my, make a solution for me. 
So I reached out to someone that following Sunday when I play it, arise at my place of worship, the church I was attending. Reached out to a man I trusted, a leader in the community, church community. I shared with him my story and then need for a release, some resolution. He pulled me aside and he prayed with me. Then he prayed over me. He spoke life into me. He spoke power over my situation. He and I joined hands and we realized that what I was facing was perhaps not the end, but actually a new beginning. And he told me about a man in the church named Willie who had space in his home. He was actually a leader in the church, a deacon. And Willie was a unique man. He arrived on the local transportation bus because he had a disability. They brought him there. When he, when he was able to drive, or to feel comfortable driving his vehicle. Sometimes he was in good health, sometimes he wasn't. And he introduced me to Willie after the service, and we shared, and they prayed. Power of prayer, sometimes I forget how powerful prayer is. Often I've forgotten it. And Willie requested that I come by his home for one-on-one, which I did. And mindless, needless to say, I was supposed to be out of that property. But through the power of prayer, when I finally arrived at home, showing how things do work when you accept that there's someone guiding your life, engaging with you beyond yourself. For those of us who believe such. I would let my roommate know the situation I was now in. What I mean by that is that I needed more time to vacate the property than I would be leaving. He agreed to it, so it wasn't like he first presented it. I had time to get out. And Willie had let me know that that was on the first meeting he needs more time. In time, things worked out so that I was actually there about two more weeks in that prop at that property. So I had to meet with Willie again. Oh, this time he brought along another member of the congregation. For those of you not who are not familiar with certain aspects of Christianity, it's deeply rooted things that go back ye, not even generations but years hundreds of years to the roots of the early church especially the African church not the African American church the deep where Christianity started at motherland Africa though some of you may disagree with that you can do your own research and a lot of those practices were carried on and continue to be and in my case they took literally what the texts talk about laying on our hands and anointing with oil. And Willie, his prayer partner, 
allow, ask me, would I allow them to lay their hands on me, pray over me and anoint me with oil. But speak not only to my situation, but speak to those things I didn't even fully acknowledge that were mine. Gifts and talents within me. And though I was there and I was somewhat religious and also somewhat spiritual, I still hesitated when it came to certain traditions, as I called them. Though they had a biblical reference, I saw them more tradition than I saw the biblical reference. So I saw more of what people were doing and less of the impact of how it had impacted these actions that impacted people back generationally, even to slavery times of my ancestors. Have they have taken the sacred text, not the text that the slave owners have given them, actually the actual text and read in it and saw its power and passed their stories on it. I was part of that in this modern day time period. They did what they did based on those things. And it felt strange to me but he spoke words of life over me. Whether the text that says his life and death and the power of the tongue. So by now you should know that Willie was a spiritual father eventually and a mentor to me. But then he said, I'll get back with you, basically. Which he did the following week. Which point he opened his home up to me. And I was no longer facing homelessness. And you may say, well, Alfred, what got you to that point? Weren't you not, were you not working? Yes, I was working. I was saving, doing some things, and it was not consistent with some things I was doing what I had to do. I was chasing that dream that's now reality that allows me to reach you through this podcast. And speak to you through this podcast. As I'm now doing. And because of him taking me in his home, I gained a level, another level of access to a very wise man. Not only secular wise, but spiritually wise. Once we got once there, we were engaging in conversations like people do. Those of us who know me know I'm a factual person. I like digging into facts, I like doing research. I will debate you down to get my opinion across sometimes. But I have some facts that support it. But it's not always about the facts. It's not always about what you can see. Which I had to learn. I still struggle with from time to time. But one of the first things this man would say to me when I will start spewing out facts and information based on what I, things I've learned, he would say, Alfred, you're letting an analytical brain block your blessing. And some of you may say, well, how, God is all powerful. How can you block it? We do. Just like when you're a child, you may have an opportunity, but you allow your mindset Perspective to block you from the opportunity. It's not in your hands, but you're blocking it because of where you, how you perceive it. Same thing with God and faith. 
He's willing. But are you willing? I was willing. I'm often willing. But not ready. But you have to be ready for the opportunity. Well, as Les Brown has famous for saying, it's better to have be prepared for the opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity to be not prepared. So here I am. Years later, Willie's gone. And I still struggle with that from time to time. But he spoke to me those words, and they still resonate in my spirit now. He spoke to me those words like a father would to a son. And the more I would push back, the more he would pull me in. The more I push back, the more he would pull me in. The more I push back, the more he pulled me in. But not so much with his words, but by his actions. There would be nights when the phone would ring. And yes, he was old school. He had an old school house phone as well as a cell phone. And I would hear him up, rambling. And he would answer that phone. Then the next thing I hear is I try to go to sleep. It's him on the phone praying fervently with someone calling on the God he served for the deepest reaches of his heart. God, we serve. He would speak life. He would speak words of wisdom. For as the text said, by one ancient writer, life and death is the power of the tongue. He would speak those things over that person. But then we would arrive at different times at church on Sunday. And I was... Sometimes he would ride the bus. He would come. He would ride the bus in public transportation, and when he did, there was those days that he weren't feeling well. And he didn't want to. Since I had all the assignments of service that I would get there for him, so he rode the bus in. And he would come in walking with a cane, tired, because he bent the night up with someone. Sometimes praying. Sometimes just going through his own struggles. But he would never leave with that cane under his arm. He would, hobbling with that cane, he would leave it with something under his, tuck the person in his arm. And that public transportation would draw him sometimes off to the local jail where he would go and meet with inmates who some of them were like, giving up hope. He was the voice that went to them. The same man that looked broken found power to stand and be there for someone else like he was for me. He was not just a father to me, he was the father to countless others. He was an earthly, spiritual father. He was a mental guide by having real life talk, not pulling the punches about things you should do and should not do. He was a warrior of the spiritual kind. He was a man who, last time I saw him, leaving out of his dialysis treatment. I mean, later find he, he had a brain hemorrhage while in dialysis. Never recovered. Yeah, his words lived in me. Words simply said, do not let your analytical brain block your blessing. All fathers who are listening to this Oh, you have a father who needs to hear this. Your words matter. 
there have been times when I've not been the best of father to my sons. There have been times I've been a crazy great father to my sons because of how they, they view things regarding our relationship. Yet this I will say. There are words that I have seen my sons live out. So I will say on that part. All fathers are not biological. Spiritual fathers are needed, regardless of how you believe. There are those, spiritual, I don't necessarily mean like biblical. There are those fathers who bring that energy to young children, whether they are serving in the community, some capacity of volunteering in some place of worship, volunteering at some club for young children, teenagers, whatever, volunteering in the school system where they desperately need it. If you are a father, I encourage you to make that investment. Go into somebody's school, sign, go get signed up in some school system. Invest some time. They don't have to be your kids. They will do the systems, will do the background checks on you. If you have something to give beyond your own children, Give it. If you are a man, give it. I did it for over 16 years. Just don't show up at the football games and the basketball games and the sporting events. Get down and dirty in those classrooms. Volunteer. Pass the freaking background checks. Get in there and let your voice be heard. Let your words be. Be an impact player, a father of some kind in the spiritual sense, in the emotional sense. Let your spiritual energy flow out. It works. I have been, all the time I was standing in a grocery line and this full-grown young man said, thank you, Mr. Harold. I'm like, how I know you? Well, you volunteered in my classroom. I was an impact player. I was a father to that fatherless boy. Just as Willie Bartell became a father to me and my adulthood. Spiritual guide. Society will continue to paint the image of black fathers in a negative way. We are so much more. We are living. We are breathing. We are achieving. We are fathers through the fatherless, as one text said. Willie Bartell was such a man to me. I had others, but he was the one in my adult years when I was chasing a dream and he would not let me stop chasing it. He would encourage me in it. And my walk, and my faith walk. And there's been years after his passing that he probably wondered if he was alive, he would found me if he knew the situation I was in and how I went way out there some of my thinking and pulled me back in. Because he had a way to reach me when others couldn't. If you're a man listening, regardless of your race, Become an impact player. You don't have to have naturally born children to be a father. Lend your voice, lend your skills, put it out there in the community. Make a difference in some way. If you are a black father, let your reach continue to be what it is. Be that impact player. Whether you're a biological father or not. There are children who need you. Willie Bartell, 
impact player. A father to me when I needed one in a spiritual sense. I also encourage you to check out Podbean, an excellent source for recording your own podcast episode. It's a free resource. Lend your voice to the world. Make a difference. Become an impact player by means of doing your own podcast.